everyone, this is episode 585 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, February 4th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Cusinez, and today I'll be talking about Anthem, Pipe Push Paradise, and Riot Civil Unrest, as well as some movies and whatnot. And the thing about Anthem is, I completely forgot I even played this until I looked to see what news was out there and saw some mentions of Anthem and whatnot. So the open beta was this past weekend. It went live on Friday, I believe. And I played it for about 30 minutes, and then I deleted it because that was more than enough time for me to realize that I am not a fan of Anthem in its current form. And it's because I think so much of the game is okay at best nothing really stands out other than flying and not so much the act of flying but every time i would jump and then initiate the flight mode which is how you get into your flying mode that felt great it does a great job of just filling you with this momentum and energy and just it 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 goes from zero to 60 so fast that i found that to be satisfying every single time it never got old for me of course i only played for 30 minutes so it's not like i was in hour 20 or 40 or what have you and still found it to be exciting but i always found that particular action to be exciting but the shooting felt pretty lackluster i in comparison to other similar games like the Division, which is a third-person shooter. I think The Division's shooting feels much better and is much more satisfying. Uh, Destiny is, is a first-person shooter, of course, but that is way more satisfying. The whole time when I was playing Anthem, I was thinking two things. One, I'd much rather be playing Destiny or Destiny 2, either Destiny. And I have no desire to play Destiny, which should tell you something. Uh... I want to play that more than this game, and I don't want to play that either. Uh, And then also, man, I really should go back to Monster Hunter World, because this is giving me the Monster Hunter vibes that I I love so much about Monster Hunter, but just a worse version of it in almost every way. Visually, I was surprised by how okay it looked. I thought I was going to be blown away. I was playing on the the X, the Xbox One X, and visually it was pretty underwhelming. Uh, I I didn't find any of it to really stand out. Uh, it, it looked okay. It, it looked good when I was flying around and moving at a quick uh, speed, but when I would stop and just look at the environment and the the level of detail in the foliage or or the the textures and all that it was really apparent that it was not that it's a bad looking game it doesn't look bad but it doesn't stand out it's not a game that i would look at and be like wow this this is really pushing the systems uh you know it's showing you that it's a late generation game it just looked okay um but that, that that's not a huge problem the, the bigger problem really lies in the 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 fact that i think gameplay wise it's very lackluster and and uninteresting and the enemies i fought 
were bland and boring uh, and fighting with other people was fine but I, I didn't find anything about the world that they've created all that interesting nothing was drawing me and making me want to see more of the world the first person hub is weird it's just weird that that part is first person because uh, like I would imagine I, w I would be much more interested in seeing my character in that space it's like the reverse Destiny, because I'm pretty sure in Destiny, I haven't played in a while, that in that hub world, that, that town or whatever, it's in third person, so you can actually see your character. And then Anthem does the opposite. It was also funny, when I first booted up the demo, it took me six tries before I interacted with an object or a person who actually had something to say in the demo. Everyone else or everything else was it, it just prompted me that you know this this isn't in the demo this is this is only in the full game i'm like why is this then don't even you know put the prompt in there just get rid of it all or i know you probably want to be like hey look there's all these things you can interact with but you have to get the full game to do it i'm like i know this is this is driving me nuts that i'm just interacting with all these things and i can't do it i'm i feel like i i'm playing this game and it's just closed off to me every every aspect of it but navigating that was fine. Uh, I think the character's name is Kenneth, but the, the the page or whatever from 30 Rock, the the young, blonde-haired boy, I don't know how to describe him. I didn't watch 30 Rock, but that's all I really know him from. He voiced a very uh, handsome bartender, <laughs> which was just weird. Uh other than that, was there anything else that really stood out, good or bad, in Anthem? Not really. I, I guess my last thought regarding Anthem is just the, 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 the concern that this could kill Bioware. I am concerned that Anthem will be the death of Bioware and be the death of them before we can get another Dragon Age game or, or any other game from them. I would love to see them tackle something else uh, because the gameplay didn't do much for me what little story was there didn't do much for me and as far as I know this game isn't going to be that story heavy so unless this game really takes off I don't I don't know what the future of Bioware is because Andromeda I, I don't know how well that sold I know it wasn't critically acclaimed uh you know it was, it was like middling reviews it was okay reviews it was probably in the 70s uh, low 70s i would assume i don't know i never played it and i i know a lot of people were disappointed with it but it, it still may have sold well enough uh based on the name alone anthem is a new property it, it's a new name when i think of anthem i think of that good charlotte song uh that good charlotte song uh song and that's that's it now i also think of this game which I don't really have any interest in. Though it was funny, while playing it, after I finished my time with it and deleted it, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm more excited for Crackdown 3 now. Why? I don't know. I don't know why Anthem made me more excited for Crackdown 3. I loved the first Crackdown. I went back to it last year at some point, and I didn't think it held up that well. Uh, just in terms of the actual gameplay and shooting and all that stuff, I'm interested to see how Crackdown 3 plays. I will probably 
do the whole one month for a dollar Game Pass thing to give it a go. And if I like it, then I'll probably just buy it you know, and support the game. Uh, especially since there is co-op. Me and my dad played co-op in the first Crackdown. That was one of the first things we did. And it was back when we we did System Link on that. That was, that was crazy. Doing I, I, One of the few things we ever played System Link-wise. Um, and it was really fun. We had a good time. We were just digging around and all that. So if Crackdown 3 is just more Crackdown but updated with better gameplay and better mechanics but the same kind of structure and all that, I'm fine with that. I don't need anything more from Crackdown than orbs to collect, you know, the abilities to just, you know, the, watching my agent get stronger and their abilities increase and, and being able to freely go around and, and tackle the game in the way I want going from, you know, going to this mob boss or whatever to this one or jumping to the, the, the final boss, you know, just playing it how I want to play and having it ideally play and feel well, uh, feel good as a shooter, uh, which is my biggest concern. If it doesn't feel good, then you know, it doesn't matter about the, the structure. If it still feels like a, a 10 plus year old game, then I'm not going to be happy about that. But if it's just in terms of the way it's structured is it, it, set up that way, I'm fine with that. Anywho, I also played some Pie Push Paradise and Riot Civil Unrest, as I mentioned earlier. These are two little indie games, uh, and all this stuff I played on Xbox One. They're on other platforms, I believe. Uh, I know Riot is on PC. It's in early access. I'm assuming it's going to be out of early access when it launches on Xbox One. I'm not sure when. I'm, it might launch tomorrow. I, I, I don't remember. All I know is that the embargo is up today uh, it was up today at like 2 a.m so i guess i'll just jump into riot civil unrest the thing about riot is that at the very beginning it, it gives you a bit of text that says you know that we tried to be equal or whatever in our in our portrayal of both sides the police and, and the protesters and that these things are based on real protests and all that jazz and we encourage you to look into these if you're interested and all that kind of stuff. And that's a admirable goal, you know, to try and portray this type of stuff in video games. You know, sort of like, uh, what it was it, 1979 Revolution? Or something, something along those lines, which is a, a, an adventure game, Telltale-esque. Uh, but this has pixel art which i really really like i really like the look of it but that's pretty much where my my liking of the game ends because in terms of gameplay it felt like one it doesn't really tell you anything there's no tutorial as far as i could tell um if there is if at any point it really gives you a, a guide as to how to play it i didn't see one i don't remember seeing one I played through a few of the story campaigns, which are four missions apiece, and there are, I think, four campaigns, and then the the you can play as both, well, either the 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 protesters or the police. So they each have two campaigns apiece per per 
uh, protest thing, which they have uh, a handful of them that take place in different parts of the world and, and all that. But ultimately, the gameplay was just me pushing one of the analog sticks in either the left or right direction, depending on who I'm playing as and where their starting point is, and just pushing the analog stick and occasionally using some of their power-ups or abilities like screaming into a megaphone that will push them extra hard and make them uh, you know, push through a crowd, throwing firecrackers as a distraction or fireworks or rocks or um, sitting down to, to be more firm in their position so that the police won't come through or, you know, throwing tear grass or, or stuff like that, you know, just, just using those abilities every now and again. But ultimately, I was more so than anything just pushing in the direction of whatever uh, I was trying to accomplish, whether it was to destroy some spotlights as the protesters. I would just push them in the direction of a spotlight until they would get there, and then they would get there, and they would destroy it, and then I'd move on to the next one. Or holding a, an area for a certain amount of time. Just keep pushing, and then that's it. I think one area I, I pushed and I did a few things and then I just didn't press any button and just waited it out and it worked. So so the game just isn't fun. And one might say, well, a game about protests and all that kind of stuff shouldn't be fun. Well, that I don't care. I, I think this game is trying to be fun as opposed to something like 1979 The Revolution, which was definitely being... Uh, attempted to be more ed educational and it was it just wasn't fun at the same time this isn't like it, it it doesn't do a good job of providing information or anything regarding the protest that it's portraying you know it, like what it said in the beginning was just like uh, go look this stuff up for yourself we're not going to really give you it all we're just we're just making a game out of it there is a versus mode that you can play against i think up to three other people i think it's up to four player uh, just local as far as I know. There's also a, a global mode, which is where you play as either side and you're building up uh, a percentage. Uh, I, I didn't mess around with that too much. Um, but it just wasn't much fun to play. And I, I didn't feel like there was too much strategy to it all. It, it felt very uh, just basic. You know, I, I didn't... I didn't see any need to really uh bend my brain or whatever to figure out how to accomplish a goal it's just like okay i'm gonna push in this direction and another big problem with the game is that the the ui and menu navigation is super clunky and seems to be broken maybe it's not but just navigating the menus and the directions you push the the sticks in or whatever to try and get over to this part of the, the, the screen or whatever or trying to change my items for a, a, a level it wouldn't function or it would function in weird ways like when I was trying to change items it seemingly wouldn't work at all I, I don't know what was going on there but I would open it up and I would want to move through the menu to see who uh, to see what was available and what I could pick, and it just wouldn't do anything. I couldn't navigate that menu. I just had to back out, and then I would back out and would unequip what I did have equipped, and I wouldn't be able to re-equip it unless I backed out completely. Like there's a, there's a a lot of 
jank going around in it. And, and that also uh, follows with the controls, the in-game controls, just playing the game. Changing between your different mobs of people, you use the analog stick and you just push it in one of the directions and like left or right will switch between a few of them up and down will switch between like but there's there's no real rhyme or reason i, w I wish the i just wish the controls were uh better implemented they're just really clunky uh, which is true for a lot of the game but that is riot civil unrest uh which i played on xbox one i know it's on pc and probably i think i think it's on ps4 and switch as well are coming out on them at least and then Pipe Push Paradise is a pipe dream type game, a game where you have your two open pipes and you are trying to, so you have a, a space, an area, you have your two open pipes and water is coming through one of them and you're trying to fill the gap with all these other pipes that are scattered around the space and you're playing as this little girl who is pushing the pipes around and the interesting mechanic of this compared to other iterations of this, whether they're in like uh, mini games, like in, in Bioshock, the hacking mini game and stuff like that, is that when you're pushing these pipes around, you can flip them over. So they're not always just they're not just uh, always in a certain direction. You can you can manipulate them a little bit, and you'll have to. Uh, and the way you do this is by pushing them. So you push them once, and then they'll be facing upwards. Then you push them again, and they'll, they'll be flipped. And you have to figure out the, a way to move these things around in the space, flip them around, and still have them uh, a way to push them without pushing them back into place. Like It's an interesting idea, but I don't think it really comes together uh, I, I played through the first area, a good chunk of it, and I just wasn't having fun with any of it. It has a paper cutout type of aesthetic, uh, sort of like it was made out of construction paper. I don't really like the way it looks. And I, I don't enjoy the mechanics of it, and there's no way to, from what I could find looking in the menus or anything, there's no way to reset a puzzle so when you're pushing all these things around maybe you'll get to a point where you get into a place that you're stuck and you're screwed you can rewind you can go back one turn one move and you can keep doing that and you could hold that down to completely rewind an area but that can take a while if you've been doing a lot of moves and messing around with the thing and, and i just I, I don't know why there isn't a complete reset for a, a puzzle. It just seems like a an oversight. But I just found the game uh, to be it wasn't engaging. I, I I do enjoy these types of puzzle games, but pushing it around wasn't that fun. Um, it, it does a level. It does add a level of challenge to it, and there is a degree of satisfaction that is felt when you complete it. But one of the another annoying thing about it is that 
when you are doing these puzzles, you may figure out how to do it. But then if you figure out how to do it, but your character, your little girl is on the wrong side, not near the exit, not on the side of the exit, then you're going to have to fi- you're going to have to find out a way to do the puzzle while she's also on the right side, which to me was extra frustrating. And if that's not the way it's supposed to work, well, then the game is broken because I, I completed one puzzle but then I was on the wrong side, and then I was like, well, this sucks. And I just, I got pretty upset with it. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. It, it just didn't do much for me. It was you know, disappointing. Um, but, yeah, that's Pipe Push Paradise. I also would have, I, I, uh, it doesn't help that the game, I, in my opinion, is really ugly. I am not a fan of the look of it at all. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've played. Other than also some Hitman 2, I finished, uh, or I, I did the elusive target with 12 hours ago. I thought I missed it and booted it up last night at around 6.30 or so, Central Time, because I wasn't watching the Super Bowl. Remember the, the Super Bowl that happened last night? I didn't watch it and it seems like from what i've heard that was a good idea because the game was one of the most boring super bowls of all time from what i've heard and the halftime show was garbage which isn't surprising but i feel like everyone always hates every halftime show ever but i booted up hitman 2 played through the elusive target which was a good time uh, I, I did a lot of prep work in that level earlier in the week just here and there every day to build up my level uh, which i need to do with more of the the levels as well just because uh you can help yourself out in these elusive targets if you do that because that level your your mastery of that particular level will carry over in the elusive targets as far as where you can start the 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 game uh, or start the 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 mission so you'll have all those bonuses being able to start in say the the cathedral or whatnot which is a good starting point for this one and it was fun pretty simple um the cathedral is definitely the way to go not that it matters anymore because it's over but i am continuing to love that I'm now messing around with the the tutorial area of the of Hitman 2, not of the first games, and yeah, it's a game that I, I keep coming back to. I sometimes forget to come back to, but I, I'm loving the hell of it. I'm almost at level 100 for just my character level, which is cool, and I'm happy that so far I have remembered at least to do all the elusive targets and and both of the events to date and i want to keep doing that i want to make sure that i always remember to do those because i forgot with the first game which is in part because of its episodic release um but yeah hitman 2 is fantastic go if you see it on sale again for 30 bucks you should pick it up because it's great and then you should get the hitman 1 dlc pack because those levels for the most part, are all great. I'm coming around a bit with Hokkaido, but I still think Colorado is the worst 
of all the hitman levels i hate that level so much because it's just it has no life to it given that you're on like this military base type of thing it just doesn't have the civilian aspect of it that makes the game more fun for me at least i like that aspect of it uh i i, I guess why i don't like it is just because the the rest of it feels like you're you're doing something in the real world like you're being you're being extra sneaky because you're accomplishing something while surrounded by a bunch of normal people and when you're on this base you're like you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are hostile by nature or by, or by profession and it just doesn't have the same feel as the rest of uh, hitman um but i love that game Anyway, in terms of what I've been watching, I watched a few movies. I, I haven't finished First Man yet, but what I've watched, I've really enjoyed. It's doing a great job of showing how dangerous all this uh, astronaut business was. And it definitely doesn't portray Neil Armstrong in uh, a great light. Not that it shows him as being a bad person, but just shows him as being uh, who I guess the, uh, the kind of person he was, which was very quiet and, and distant and very internal, somewhat like me, but I, I like to think that I'm a bit more open. I, I'm quiet and, and distant until people get to know me or unless people ask me or talk to me. You know, I can I can hold a conversation and talk with someone, but I'm I'm never usually one to initiate a conversation. Um, and I I do have some trouble jumping into things. For instance, uh, CJ from Player One Podcast, he plays a lot of Sea of Thieves. He's mentioned joining him on the Discord at, at times to play some Sea of Thieves that I should play something with him at some point because he's i'm you know he loves sea of thieves and he's always looking for new people to play with he'll play with anyone it just if you want to play sea of thieves he'll play sea of thieves with you i still haven't done it it's a bit bit nerve-wracking just thinking about it i'm always hesitant of playing online games in general i don't know um but I like what I've seen so far. And then I watched The Hate You Give, which is based on a young adult novel, I guess. I don't know anything about it, but it's about a young black girl who witnesses a police shooting. Uh, she's in the passenger seat, and then her one of her best friends is shot by a police officer. And it... I, I was into it for about the first half. And then it just went way overboard in, in the last half for me. Uh, it, it feels very superficial uh, in that it has a lot of things to say, but it doesn't want to dive too deep into any of them. You know, it feels like a Spark Notes version of uh, a Spark Notes take on race relations uh, as they are going on now, where it'll mention this or that and and things that we we know are 
going on in our society, in our country, in the states. And it'll touch upon them, but then it won't go any deeper. It'll just stay right there on the surface. And I think it was a missed opportunity. I don't know if it's because they don't want to be too controversial. They don't want to be, they don't want to say too much. And there's also a bit of, I I hate the use of slow motion to emphasize a dramatic moment. I think it just comes across as like way, way, way beyond melodrama. Uh, and there's a part where it zooms in on the main character's face and like slow-mo and her eyes just bug out of her uh, skull and it's trying to emphasize that moment and what's happening and to me i was just like oh god like i I just for me slow-mo in any movie is just unless it's emphasized i i can take it emphasizing a moment or whatever uh i i definitely don't mind it when it's emphasizing action or stuff like that but there is when it's emphasizing a dramatic moment like in Dark City where it starts off and the the goldfish in the bowl is falling in slow motion. I'm just like, you don't need, this is too much. You don't, you don't need to emphasize it that, that much. Okay. We, the audience are, are smarter than that. We don't need that. But I just thought it, it could have been, a lot more than what it ended up being because it 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 didn't dive too deep into any of it it just it basically felt like somebody had a, a a bullet list of a bullet point list of a bunch of things like this is a thing that exists right now where it's like oh there are people out there you know there are white people who say i don't see color and, and all that kind of jazz and that kind of mentality and, and a character says that in in the movie and then the main character says, "If you don't see color, then you, you're not seeing me." You know, her, her being black. Uh, if you're not, if you don't see her blackness, then you're not seeing her because she's black. You have to. You, being black is part of her. It's a, it's a huge part of her. And if you don't see that, then you're not seeing her. But it just, she, she like says that, and then it just moves on. And there's there's nothing nothing else that goes on about it. It's just like watching it. I was thinking. This is this is bringing up all the stuff that I and I think a lot of people know about um, or hear about. You know, it, it feels like a tweet of a movie as opposed to a full article, full story. It just feels like it's been truncated into this. Like, okay, here are a bunch of tweets about these things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was disappointing because I, I was really into it and hoping that it would really all come together and then it just kind of didn't so that that's pretty much all i watched i did watch the first 45 minutes of the new halloween and that was enough for me to say i'm out i know a lot of people would be like those who saw it at least would say well it gets really good at the end because i'm sure probably jamie lee curtis gets all rambo on michael's ass and whatnot and uses all her gun uh, foo abilities. I don't know. Um, but I don't care. The, the payoff didn't matter for me because I thought everything I saw up to that point was pretty shit. 
So it doesn't matter to me how it pays off because I'm never going to want to watch it again. Uh, and I, I do really like Halloween, the first one. And I might even say I like the second one more than this because this one just... I, know, I hated all the characters. I was like, they can all die for all I care. It doesn't matter to me. And they were doing things that were that seemed even dumber than the the typical dumbness found in a horror movie. At least some of the characters. And I don't... Maybe it was this way in the first Halloween as well, but I felt like Michaels was killing more people and killing them for no reason. Like, why he killed some of the people he killed... I don't know. Uh, and how he ended up being conveniently at this gas station where the podcaster who the podcasters who had his mask were at. I don't know that either. Um, yeah. And he's what uh, he is what he is. <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, I think that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and everything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way and as always thank you for watching i hope you enjoy this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day Ah!